normal people. <laughs> Stephen's written all the books. I wrote a prayer in one of the books, <laughs> just to be honest with you. Um, but it's just a privilege to be here, and um, happy Mother's Day again to all those mums out there. Um, you know, when I was praying about today, I was really just saying to the Lord, I just felt like he said, Sandra, just be who you are. And so I'm just going to tell you a few stories. Because, you know, I love to honor moms, especially on Mother's Day. For those that don't know, like Stephen and I, our moms are still um, going strong. Um, Stephen's mom is 91 years old. And she um, li lives um, on Ellesmere and Kennedy in a long-term facility. She had a stroke about 15 years ago. Um, but she's just the most amazing woman um, that I know. And I want to share a little bit about her. But first, I thought I would tell you, I just want to share um, a little bit about our founding um, pastors, John and Carol Arnott. Somebody, who knows how many people know them? Um, it's good that they're the ones that, that started Catch the Fire. And um, Carol, this is where um, I think Catch the Fire, this is what I love about um, Catch the Fire. Um, sorry, I, just so you know, I'm just going to pray just because I got really dizzy about 10 minutes ago, and so I'm just going to, so if I fall down, it's not, don't worry, <laughs> but Lord, I just bind up whatever that is right now in the name of Jesus Christ, and I just tell it to go, and every bit of dizziness goes right now, and Holy Spirit, I'm asking that in this place, that you would just release your peace and your rest, and Lord, thank you for that prayer. I just come into that agreement with that prayer that was just prayed in the name of Jesus, and Lord, give me clarity of mind. Amen. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to pray that. Um, but I, I just remember that in, in, in Catch the Fire, there's so many women that have gone before us. Um, how many people know Mary Audrey Raycroft? Um, she's 85 years old. She's a, um, one of our teaching pastors. When Stephen and I came to Catch the Fire 25 years ago, she was here. And, um, and I remember like watching her teach and she was just one of these women that she would teach and she, she had so much wisdom and she loved the word of God and she would express it in such a normal way. And I was somewhat like you where I was raised in a tradition where, you know, the, the um, pastors and leaders of churches were untouchables and all of a sudden I just saw this wonderful woman that, that, that would just teach and like she would be funny and she would say things, you know, that that, you know, like traditionally we never would have said those things, but she would. And so I remember praying, Lord, I want to be just like her when I grow up. I was in my 30s back then. So I love that. And then Carol Arnott, you know, just part of her testimony, part of her story um, as a mother in the house, of, as a mother in Catch the Fire, that she has traveled all over the world. And the one thing that she carries is that she carries the Holy Spirit. She loves the presence of the Lord. And the one thing that, that both John and Carol always do, and, and, and this is what I love about them, they, they, they never take it for themselves. They always point. And they always say, you know, God, we give you glory and we give you honor. So I just wanted to honor some of those, um, some of those women. But I know that for me um, and for my husband, having our mothers as they're getting older, um, my mom just turned 82 years old. But Stephen's mom, she's just one of those people. She's like this, this woman that's on fire. So even though in the natural physically, she's limited, she just has like this most amazing brain and she's such an encourager. And she's such a, um, she's just very positive. I like to have positive parents and people around me, but she just encourages, uh, even when she doesn't, um, 
when she doesn't, um, um, she can't speak always very good, she's always able to get those words out. I want to just tell you a story. I remember years ago when she first had her, her, her stroke, and words were really hard for her to get out at that moment. And um, my, my oldest son um, at the time, um, he it was before, he was probably about, I can't even think how old he is, but he's 33 now, so this is years ago. But on the phone, you know, out of all the things that she would do, she said to Jonathan, you know what, Jonathan, she goes, I love you. And those were the words that she could get out. And, you know, I just, I love that she knows what to say at the right time. Does that make sense? So I just say, appreciate your moms and your spiritual moms around you because there's, there's um, things that, that they have um, contrib- like poured into your generations and that you want to pick up. I think of my grand, my, um, I'll talk about my mom in a minute, but I think of um, my grandmother, my mom's mom. And I just want to, again, like she's with Jesus in heaven having a great time right now. And I just love that. She died years ago. But, um, you know, I remember as a little girl um, going to visit her. In a, um, they live in northern Ontario. They had a, a dairy farm and um, slowly they got rid of the cows and they just lived on, on this beautiful farm. But she was always one that no matter what happened around her, um, there was... Um, um, there was a lot of stuff going on in that family. There were two pictures on her wall in her bedroom, and I remember as a little girl, and it just came back to me about a week ago, but she had two pictures. One was of the queen, and I'm like, okay, that's good. You know, our queen. We like Queen Elizabeth, don't we? Yes, I do. I like royalty. Um, and, um, And then also the second picture was a picture of Jesus. And she said to me, she said, Sandra, she goes... You know, um, the one thing that, that, you know, that the Lord has shown me is that Jesus died on the cross for your sins and my sins. And she just plugged that into my, my mind and into, uh, into my heart. So much so that as a, a young child, um, even as a teenager in our church, we would be, um, you know, the altar call would come. And you know, I love it. There's some people that can just give really good altar calls and you just cry. You know, that, like, but anyways, and I would just be crying and crying. And, and the Lord revealed to me, you know what, Sandra, the reason why it touches your heart, one of the reasons it touches your heart so deeply is because you had a grandmother that, that sowed that into you, that gave you that key, that gave you that, that, that importance of that Jesus was a lamb of God and that he died on the cross for you and for me. And so I just want to bless you that, that even today that the Lord would bring back to you good memories of things that your mother or your grandmothers have poured into you. And you know what? The power of testimony. I'm just telling you right now, if it wasn't for testimony, if it wasn't for the things that people spoke out and shared um, even 25 years ago when, we, when the revival started and people would get on the stage and they would tell their stories, you know, I wouldn't be here because I would go, man... If they can do it, I can do it. It was, I always connected with the story. I was connected with the heart of the person. And so I, I, I really just loved um, that my grandmother, you know, that, that her heart was for Jesus. And, and the thing is, if you only knew the hell that she was going through and see some, some mothers and fathers, you know, are, are 
ones in the past, they, they have gone through a lot, but the, they've gotten a hold of the message of Jesus Christ. And they've held on to him. They've held on to his love. And that was the, the one thing that I was just like, thank you, Jesus, that no matter what happened, she always focused on him. I love the fact that um, in her dying days that we all had the privilege of being able to go and visit. My grandmother had 10 children, so you can imagine there were 10 siblings. They were all married, and they all had children. And I was the oldest of the gals and the, um, grand, and the granddaughters. And I remember I had the privilege of going, and I went to the hospital, and she... Um, she just looked at me, and my husband, Stephen, was with, with me, and she, she looked at me, and she just said, Sandra, she goes, and I'm, I'm thinking, I've only had this once in my life where somebody has given me wisdom to take, another key to take into the future, but she said, Sandra, there's always another side to the story, and I mean, again, I, I would love to share, you know, um, some of what she had gone through, that kind of stuff, but I'm not going to do that this morning because I really just want to honor the fact that she gave me a key, and it really helped me in my future because now when I look at, at the people that the Lord has put in front of me, now even doesn't, it doesn't matter what they've done, where they've been, I always look at them and I go, Lord, how do you see them? Well, you know, yeah, they're, you're, they're doing something that's probably not the wisest thing to do, but you know what, Lord, how do you see them? And the Lord just reveals that, and he just pours and downloads a passion. It's kind of like, you know, in the, in the, the Bible, when, when Jesus was on the boat with his disciples, and they had, the, you know, this, um, they were coming, and they were exhausted, and, and then Jesus says, you know, I need to get away with my father, and then... Um, then he goes and, and, and he's like going to pray with his father. And then he sees the, that the disciples are on the, the water and there's this massive storm that's happening. Do you remember that? And all of a sudden it says in the scriptures that Jesus was filled with compassion. I think that, that one of the things that I'm very thankful for, that there's a lot of mothers and grandmothers that, the, that have gone ahead of us, and they have so much compassion inside of them. So I want to bless you this morning that, you know, like if you're feeling a little low on compassion, and I know as a mother, even as a grandmother, we live with our um, oldest son and, and my, um, his wife and my three grandchildren, and we have our section of the house. But, you know, sometimes I don't have a compassionate day. <laughs> They're just kind of funny. Um, they, they do, they, they um, I, I love my granddaughter. She's, um, um, I'm going to say, I'm trying to figure out, anyway, she's about 19 or 20 months old now. And she is just so full of life, so full of love, and she owns Stephen and I. You know, like, she's so cute because the rule in our house is in order to come into our part of the house or if we go into their part of the house, we just have to knock on the door instead of walking right in. So here's my little, you know, 20-month-old granddaughter, and she's like, knock, knock, you know, knock, knock, you know. And, and the other morning she knocked, but I was in bed, and I'm like, Jesus, just let her go away. Let her go away. <laughs> and she did. She never came in. It was amazing. But um, I was just like, wow, what a... You know, but she's a woman in fire, but she owns, she, she owns our part of the house. She owns the fridge. She, she looks at me with those little puppy eye, eyes, you know, and like, I open the fridge. But anyways, I'm, I'm, being a grandmother is an, the most, how many grandmas do we have in the house? Come on. Isn't that the most exciting? I, I tell you, I think, believe me, 
I loved being a mother, but this is way better. This is way better. And so we get to spoil our grandkids, and we love that. But I love that my grandmother um, did that. She, she poured into me. She gave me keys that actually helped me. Um, I just want to honor my mom. My mom is 82 years old, and, um, you know, I, I have to... I'm, I'm in a, we're in a really rough time with my mom right now. She's the most amazing woman, um, but her health isn't the best. But I'll just explain the, the, all the good things. But, you know, my mom had gone through a lot in her upbringing, but she was determined um, as a mom that she would make a difference in her own family. Does that make sense? You know, some of us, you know, have gone through difficult times when we were raised, but we have determined in our, in our hearts that when we raise our own children, that they will have a different life. And that's what my mom did. She loved my brother and I, and she, she lavished on us, and she disciplined us, but she loved us. And it was just absolutely amazing. And it's always been, she loved my children growing up, and, and, and so... I'm just saying right now, guys, you know, like if you're a grandma, like love those kids. You know, if you're a mom, love those kids. I always look at the young ones and, and I, I remember even um, when my kids were little, I remember um, when I just had um, my oldest son and, and he was two years old and, and I remember like, oh God, I'm, just, I'm being honest. I'm like, oh God, will they ever grow up? Yeah, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> You know, like that kind of thing. But, um, and then, but all of a sudden they did grow up. And then you miss those days, don't you? Don't you miss those days? I know you can only ask a mom. Do you miss those days? Don't ask a, a mom that's newly mom yet. You know, because they're still going through the... <laughs> but it's the most amazing thing. But I just want to say that my, I want to honor my mom, and I feel like by giving you the testimony today, that hopefully today, that you can go home, and you can honor your mom or your spiritual mom, because we, you know, I, we have spiritual moms that, that have been so incredible, but my mom, you know, at 82, she's just such a beautiful person inside, she's kind, and loving, and compassionate, um, and and it's really hard um, as a daughter for me to watch as my mom ages and some of the limitations um, that have come her way. And, um, and, and I just choose to just keep loving her and loving her and reminding her how beautiful she is. And so I want to encourage you, you know, that moms need encouragement. They need to know that they're doing a good job. Does that make sense? Yeah, they need to know that. There's something about, as you, you know, like moms, like when I was raising my kids and even my grandchildren, every day Stephen and I are affirming our children. We're like, you know what, our grandchildren and our children, we're telling them how much we love them, how proud we are. Oh my goodness, look what you did there, you know, and all this stuff. And even when the negative stuff comes in, we say, you know, and recently we had a situation um, with one of our kids and, um, and they, they came and they met with us and they were sharing something. And I was never so proud of my husband because in the midst of it, and as a mother and a father, we stood together and we, we said to our son, son, we love you no matter what. And we went and we hugged him. And so I'm, 
I, I look at, you know, talking about my mother-in-law and I'm talking about my mother and my grandmother and I'm ever so thankful that they are a part of my, our lives and that they encourage us. So I just want to bless you guys on Mother's Day. Come on, let's just do it. Let's just, let's just encourage them. Let's just come and love on them and, and be there for them. Um, the other thing is, you know, there, there's mums out there and there's different kinds of mums and they're going through different situations. And I was chatting with a lady on the phone yesterday, probably for like a good hour and we were just chatting away and she was going through a really difficult time. Um, she's going through a separation with her spouse, but that wasn't her focus. Her focus was her children and her focus was keeping her eyes fixed on the Lord. And I would just say that that would be the best thing for every single mother that is in this room right now, that, that you keep your eyes focused on the Lord, that you have that time with the Lord. We were, um, we were sharing a little bit um, in a cell group that we were in last night, and one of the, the, the men that was sharing, he's 75 years old, and so he's reminded, he goes, he's the one that's saying, you know, tell me about your moms, and so he shares about his mom. And I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, like, thank you for sharing that. But he said, you know what, my mom actually was an alcoholic. She wasn't a very good mom. But, do you know what, I didn't realize till later in life that she was an entrepreneur and she knew about business. And you know, there might be some of you that, that you're gonna have to stretch because of things that, like, to, to, to think, okay, what's good, what's good, you know, about them. You know, everybody, like I told you, has gone through something. And so I just wanna honor you guys that, that use your words today. You know, this mom that I talked to on the phone, she just loved God so much, and she said, I couldn't walk through what I'm walking through without God. And that's words of wisdom. You know, those are keys that are going to help us um, make it through. And so I just want to, I want to bless you in that. You know, in, in the scripture, in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18, it says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I remember a number of years ago, somebody preached that, and ever since then, that has been like a key verse in my life. And I love the fact that we want to rejoice, don't we? We want to be happy. We want to laugh. How many of you have laughed so hard that you cry? Anybody done that lately? Yeah. Do you know what? You just need to, if you haven't laughed, if you haven't, if you know, sometimes I, I you know, you get to the place where you can't cry. So you know what I do? Sometimes I just need to cry, but I need a little help to cry. Do you ever get, like, I'm just being honest. So you know what I do? I go on YouTube, and I go to... I go to those army ones where the, you know, the army men come home and they visit their kids in the school. I, I, so if you need a good cry, just watch that. But if you need a good laugh, then you need to just, part of it is just being together, the family being together. And so that, that is one verse, you know, as a mom that has just held us together. A part of um, living in our um, living with our children is that we get to experience those things. So when the grandchildren say something funny, like it is so hard, you know, to, you know, be straight because they look, they look at you with those eyes and they're intense, but everything about it, you know, is funny and you just want to laugh. But anyways, and then they say really weird things. They tell off jokes and um, I won't tell you the joke, but my, my youngest, my five-year-old grandson um, was in Sunday school um, last year 
and the teacher said, does anybody have any jokes? And, and Benny gets up and he tells this joke. And the, um, apparently it wasn't a, it was just an off joke. It, you know, you wouldn't, you know, it's a joke like at home, you'd go, oh, that's funny, but you know, don't tell that joke. <laughs> um, anyways, um, the, the um, teacher came to, um, or no, I know, um, she told um, our children's pastor what the joke, and it took everything in her not to laugh. Um, but the kids in the, in, the, um, in the Sunday school had no idea what the joke meant. But anyways, in everything, give thanks. So rejoice always, pray without ceasing. What would, we, what would we do without the grandmothers and the mothers and the fathers that have prayed? Right? I think of my mom. Um, you know, my mom's, um, she's, I, I can't remember what it's called, but she's got this black circle in the middle of her eye, so her eyesight um, is going and so they can't fix it so she can see out of the sides and so she said to me recently she said you know Sandra I'm not able to read my Bible anymore and she got you know I get her the big you know like just so you know my I put the notes in big boldness so I don't have to keep putting my glasses on too but but she says oh I love Jesus and my dad said to me you know what Sandra the other day, I, I could hear my mom talk, or I could hear my wife, Lynn, talking um, through the door. So I went and I peeked in, and she was sitting on the rocking chair, and she was talking to God. And he said, you know what? She did that for an hour. She had this whole conversation with God. So even in the natural, she's, her, her eyes are going, and she can't see, see um, very, like it's hard for her to see. She was spending that time with the Lord. And I was just like, I thought, man, that's a key. I'm going to take hold of that key. I'm going to make sure that even as I get older, even when I have limitations, and I want to encourage you that sometimes as you get older, even as a mom or a dad or as an individual, there's limitations. But you know what? There's the certain things in life that, that you don't want to... Um, you don't want to not do. And those are spending time with the Lord. And so I just, I just thought, and then she prays. And she talks to the Lord. And she just, she prays. And I remember, you know, this isn't Father's Day, but I'm just going to say, my dad, up till his knees have gotten really poorly, every night before he went to bed, he got on his knees and he prayed for my brother and I. He prayed for my brother and I, for our spouses. He prayed for our, our um, grandchildren, and, and he still does it. He has such a compassion. And so I just love, I, I love the fact that, that the word of God is always saying, you know what, make sure that you rejoice, make sure that you pray, and make sure that you give thanks. You know, I know that one of the things that I love to do is intercession. And we do that every Wednesday morning. We do it Wednesday morning at the main campus, and you guys do it here. I would, I would tell you guys, if you're at home and you're feeling a little low, you just start praying out loud. And I do this. I don't really care what anybody thinks when I pray out loud. I'm, I'm in my own little house. You know, we have a little part of the house. And I just begin to thank the Lord. And that's the thing. I always feel, if, if you're not feeling the presence of the Lord, just begin to thank him. Just begin to say, you know what, God, I am just so thankful for this and that. Lord, I'm thankful that for, um, you know, what I'm really thankful for, that my daughter-in-law loves gardening and I don't. So I'm very thankful. <laughs> and, um, and, and Stephen likes gardening. And so it's my son and I. I didn't, obviously didn't pass that on to him. But anyways, I just want to just say that 
um, when you're, you're feeling at the lowest, the best thing to do is just to begin to give thanks to the Lord. Thank him, thank him, thank him. Lord, Lord, thank you for holding me during this time. Lord, thank you for this. Thank you for that. Thank you for my mother and being on Mother's Day. You know, just thank the Lord for those things. But then there's things, you know, that, that cause us to be, feel a weightiness. And in Matthew eleven twenty eight says, and I, I, I think I, um, this is the Passion Version, but it says, are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? Then come to me. And I, that's what I love. The Lord is so specific. He says, come to me. So often when we're going through a difficult time, when, we're, when things are heavy in our lives and, and we're carrying things on our shoulders, we forget that the Father says, come to me. It's so simple, isn't it? Just come to me. I will refresh your life. How many need to be refreshed? Yeah, come on. You know, you... Um, one of the ways that I like being refreshed is having a massage. Anybody like a massage? Yeah, come on. Hallelujah, Jesus. You know, um, that's what I told Stephen, you know, for um, my birthday. I said, that's all I want. When I turn 60, I've got a few years, but I'm just warning him ahead of time. I said, when I turn 60, honey, all I want to do is get a massage. Anyways, and so I'm telling you now so that when you see him, you can say, don't throw a party for Sandra. All she wants is a spa and a massage. Yeah. <laughs> but the Lord is the one that comes and refreshes you. I love the feeling of when I feel the Holy Spirit, that he comes on you and he refreshes you. And one of the things that he does is that he brings you clarity of mind. How many people have been so refreshed by the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden you can think straight? Anybody like that? Yeah, you're like, oh my goodness. Like, I'm hearing so clearly. I'm, I'm, I'm like that you know but sometimes when there's just stuff going on and there's like a heaviness we're not thinking straight and and you know that's when you need to say holy spirit come and refresh me and then in it says and i love this it says for i am your oasis come on you know in the scriptures there's a place about where um when the children of israel were walking and they'd had a this was at the beginning of their journey and, and then they came to an o oasis and there were palm trees and water and all that kind of stuff. And when they got there, I'm sure that after the shock and trauma of trying to get out of Egypt and all those kind of things, that they just needed that place. They needed that place to come. And you know what? Your heavenly father is, um, is an oasis. Simply join your life with mine. I love that. I love that your heavenly father right now is just saying, you know what? Take my hand. Let's go. I like that. I, I love that he does that. Learn my ways and you'll discover that I'm gentle, humble, easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest in me and all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. That's a, that's a good one, isn't it? You know, and that's in the, if you ever get a chance, um, just get a hold of the passion. You can get it on YouTube too and have them read it to you. But it was interesting. I love that the Lord gives us little uh, signals. Like sometimes, you know, like you look at a sign when you're driving and there's something written there and you're like, yep, that's for me. Well, the other day, and I, and I felt like I was actually a word for you guys today. Two things and then I'll just continue. But I just felt to, to say the best is yet to come. Come on, who needs the best yet to come? Come on. And I felt like what the Lord was saying to you guys was, it's, begin, it's time to, um, to risk again. 
Do you know what happens in life sometimes, you know, with just, you're, it feels like you're getting beaten up or things just aren't going well and you're not, you're not thinking clearly because the, the heaviness is coming you and, and, and just stuff like that. And the Lord's just saying, no, no, catch the fire Scarborough. It's time to risk again. And I feel like there's people in this room right now that, that you, that's all you needed today. That there was something, you know, where you want to move forward. You want to buy a house. There's a job. There's, there's something that the Lord has spoken to you. And I feel like he's just saying, yes, come on. Trust me and risk again in this situation. And we can come into agreement. And I believe that even today is Mother's Day. You know what? More than ever, mothers always want to see their children succeed. They always want to see them do better than, than what we did, right? And so I want to suggest to you that today, come into agreement with your family in terms of the plans and the purposes that God has for you. I look at um, a mom in the Bible, Jochebed. You know, that was Moses' mother in Exodus 2. And, you know, it, I'm just going to read um, part of it. But when Moses was born, and it says this, when she saw that he was beautiful... She hid him for three months, but when she could hide him no longer, she got him a wicker basket and covered it over with tar and pitch. Then she put the child in, into and set it along the, the reeds by the way of the Nile. His sister stood at a distance to find out what would happen to him, and you know the rest of the story. You know that the Lord intervened and made, and made it, but you know what? I want to just bless the mom. That took a lot, didn't it? It took a lot to be able to release her child. I totally, you know what, if I was in that situation, even though in the Bible it tells you what she was going through, what was going on in the land, you know, that they were taking babies and they were going to kill them. So she was doing it. She was like, Lord, I have to trust you in this moment. And sometimes moms have to release even when it's hard. And I feel like there might be some moms today that, that I feel like, you know what, you just need to release your children. You need to release a situation in your family right now. And, you know, it's really hard. And, and I've, Stephen and I have recently gone through that where, with one of our kids. And we're like, you know what, God, we love our children and we gave them all that we could give them. But we're just going to have to give um, this one, our one son, we're going to have to give him to you right now because you're going to have to work in his life and on his life. And, and he's an adult. He's not a little boy anymore. So I can't go in there and mummy him and tell him, you know, you need to do this and you should have done that because that's what mummies do, right? They, they like to be bossy and be in control. But I feel like in this situation, when the Lord is in it, when he says it's time to release them or trying to release whatever the situation, not even about your children, you know what? You have to trust that if he spoke that to you, that it's the right time. And that he's going to look after all the details. So basically, my husband and I have been standing back here. We've been loving our kids like we normally do. We bless them and we honor them and we pray for them. And everything in us is going, oh, man, if he'd only do it this way, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but he is making his way through. And we haven't seen the other side of it. But we're just like, oh, my goodness, God, you're so good. Because I have seen God's hand, and I'm seeing little glimpses. And, and that's why I love that scripture, in everything give thanks. Because now I can pray, Lord, I give 
thanks to my, for the two kids that I have and for their wives and for their children. And I'm like, come on. So Jochebed had to let go and she had to trust God. And so I feel like I, I may, um, um, we may minister into that a little bit today or later on. But then there's the widow of, um, and I tell you, I don't know why they just didn't have like simple names back in the Bible days, but the widow of um, Zarephath. She's the gal that, you know, um, it was just her and her son, and the prophet Elijah came. And, and I can't even imagine this, because as a mother, if you um, look in your cupboards and you go, whoop, I only have enough flour, I only have enough water um, to make one more meal for my child. And after that, I don't know where we're going to get the food. I just don't know. And here comes this mighty man of God and says, hey, <laughs> you know what? Um, you, um, can you make me some food? That would seem really selfish, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it seem like, I have to be honest, that would seem really selfish. Like, and, and, and she could have said, and then so she, she says, she goes, you know what? You know, I've only got enough to, to have one more meal. And, and he says, no, um, you need to come and you, you need to make this bread. And so she did. And, and you know what? That took a lot. I, I tell you, I'm like, I don't know what I would have done. But she truly had to know and believe that the Holy Spirit was in it. And sometimes the Lord is going to ask you when you are down to nothing. He's going to ask you to be obedient. He's going to ask you to, um, to give away something. And it could be financially. It could be, it could be a piece of clothing. It could be, it's going to be sacrificial, whatever it is in your home. Um, he's going to ask you to do that. And you're, and you're just going to go, oh, God, you know. And, and you'll probably be like me, Lord, I hope you're in this. But I really feel that you're going to do it. You need it. And then you've just got to kind of look back and go, you know what? It's okay. I'm, I'm going to be obedient. And that's what she did. She was obedient, and she gave um, the last of what she had. And the interesting, interesting thing in that scripture is that he didn't come and say, hey, you know what, I want you to make me this bread and do all this um, and then tell her what was going to happen. He didn't do that. It was almost like he told her she made the sacrifice. She was obedient. She did it. She fed him. And then he blesses her and he says, The bowl of flour shall not be exhausted, nor shall the jar of oil be empty until the day that the Lord sends rain on the face of the earth. So that meant that, that after she sacrificed, then he gave her a word and said that she will always have enough till it rains and that she will have her provision. That's a good word, isn't it? I like that. And so I want to bless you, um, moms that are in this room or even individuals that are in this room, that some of you have sacrificed and you're still waiting. And, and it's almost like you need to go back and just say, and you, sometimes I know we question, did we, did we hear God right? But you, you need to go back and you need to say, okay, what did God say in that time? And then you need to stand on it. And you just stand firm. And so I just want to bless you in that. I was doing a little bit of um, research um, just on thankfulness and on gratitude. And there was a um, Charles Stanley. Um, some of you may have heard of him. But he had this little thing on, on he had 10 of them, but I only wrote down a few of them. But benefits of giving thanks. 
And I just want to um, in, just read these to you. But it says, he wrote this. He said, gratitude keeps us continually aware that the Lord is, is close by. Yeah? So when we're, when we're thankful, you know, the Lord is just there. And, and so just be in tune with, with where he is. Thanking God focuses our attention on him rather than our circumstances. It's so hard, isn't it, that, you know, we just want to be thankful um, and, and we want our focus to be on him. And I think that when you look, some of the women that I shared about today, the things that I shared about them was that their focus was on the Lord, not on their circumstance. And, and so I just want to bless you that, I want to challenge you that, that, that don't, if there's something going on in your life and the focus is, um, is on the negative, let's try and put our heads up and just see what the Lord wants to do about it, right? Number three, when we're, um, when we're wearied by our circumstances, Thanksgiving energizes us. I, I can tell you that I've done that. When I've been in my house, and I usually do it in the middle of the night when I can't sleep. It's a woman thing, right? We do that. We wake up or we can't sleep or something. So I get, I, I go on the, I have this little living room and I just sit there and I just go back and forth, back and forth. I just want to be careful here. <laughs> back and forth. And I'm just thanking the Lord and Lord, thank you for this. Thank you for that. And I take authority over this. And all of a sudden the atmosphere changes. And I love that. I love that, that um, it, it, Thanksgiving energizes us. And that's in Isaiah 40, 29. And then gratitude transforms anxiety into peace, which passes all understanding. And that's in Philippians 4, 6, and 7. And I, you know, how many people, and be honest, get anxious? I do. I get anxious. Um, it was interesting. The other day, I, I just had some ministry on Friday about fear and anxiety. I'm just being, you know, real with you in that. And, um, and, but something was really bugging me, and I thought, I am not going to let the devil um, get this one on me. Like, I don't want my circumstances, I don't want to live a life full of fear and anxiety. So that was one of the things that I did. I was just like, God, I'm going to get, I'm going to take care of it. So I want to bless you that when you take care of that, when you start, um, when you start asking and calling in the peace of the Holy Spirit to come on you and in you, then all those things are going to lift off of you. And, and those are just some of the things that I felt that, that I just wanted to share with you. But I just want to do a little bit of ministry, and I'm going to just do it in the seats. Um, generally, what we like to do um, is, or what I like to do, is I'm going to name a few things, and if that's you, I'm going to just get you to stand, and we're going to surround you, if that makes sense, and we're going to pray for you. But, you know, I'm just trying to think which one I want to do. But um, I think of um, how many, I just feel like, and, and this can be men or women, but I felt like this morning the Lord wanted to lift off um, the stress of wondering whether you should let go or not. Does that make sense? And so if you feel like you're in a situation right now where you're struggling and you're like, Lord, I really feel like you want me to let go, but if I let go, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if it's all going to fall apart. And I feel like the Lord just wants to say to you this morning, you know what, just trust me. So is there anybody in the house that you feel like, hey, just raise your hand if that's you, if you feel like you're in a situation. So how about you stand up? Because we want to bless you. We're not, I'm not trying to, um, to center you out, but how about we just surround this man right now? And, and if, is there anybody else? Or 
Okay, so we're going to do this. We're going to surround you as a church right now. So church, how about you stand up? Because that's, that's the, the heart of the Father. The heart of the Father is a nurture, and he want, um, he's nurturing, and he wants to come, and he wants to set you free. And Father, I thank you for this man right now. Lord, I thank you for, you know, you're such a brave one to come in and just to say, you know what, Lord, I, I, I'm in this situation right now, and I just have to let go. And it's really hard. And Lord, I'm asking that you would just come and just be with him. Lord, 